Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best man. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's a big laugh. It's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. Team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, sir. We're online and ready. And welcome to another issue of Mighty Marvel Geeks. It is the Intrepid Trio, Kylan, Eric, and myself, Mike. And I'm going to throw a disclaimer out there. The night we are recording, so if you hear Eric and I picking on each other off and on, night that we are recording is game one of the Colorado Nashville series. So by the time this airs, game two is probably in progress. So we have no clue about game two. But it's going to be a next, it's going to be interesting <laughs> couple of weeks here. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and throw the disclaimer. Uh, second period, 13 minutes left in the period, Colorado, two to one. This episode will be named, I Hate Mike, Mike <laughs> We're a hockey family. Yes. So, speaking of which, uh, going to merge the Patreon, the two Patreon pages together to as one for Mighty Marvel Geeks and Weeby Geeks. I'm going to throw a Wookiee Radio in there. And for incentives... That's a trifecta. For that's, in- a tri- that's a hat trick. That's a hat trick. It is a hat trick. The, um, the, uh, for incentives, I'm going to be doing the bowling shirts and possibly hockey jerseys. And the, ho- and the Mighty Marvel Geeks hockey jersey, it looks sweet. Yes, it does. So, if it looks the same way as you showed me the last time, there's been no change to it. Well, then that's still a pretty sweet uh, hockey jersey. Yeah, I kept wanting to say bowling shirt. Bowling shirts cool. The too. bowling shirts are oh, awesome yeah. as well. So, um, quick business: check out MightyMarvelGeeks.net. Check out our affiliates: uh, Ripped Apparel, Loot Crate, Superhero Stuff, TV Store Online, and soon to be added on there, Fan Chest. Uh, I think Loot Crate's on there as well. Check out the store. Um, new design coming to the store soon. Winnie the Porg. <laughs> uh, yes, I went there. But you can still get your Porgs. It's what's for dinner t-shirt if you want. Oh, you know what? I want I want to throw in there uh, along with Loot Crate. Loot Crate has uh, a Marvel-themed uh, uh, crate that's called uh, Marvel Gear and Goods. And I, I've been getting it since it first started. And a, a lot of it, the stuff is all, like, practical, like, home-based stuff. Um, like, uh, 
the t-shirts i usually get a t-shirt in there and that's always cool uh with the last crate i got this really awesome black panther uh carry-on bag and also a um a toiletry bag both matching sets amazing oh, cool. um yeah um and uh actually no that was the one before that and the last one one it was a baseball themed X-Men box. I got an X-Men baseball jersey, a Magneto baseball cap. Um See, I think you need to start doing yeah. for for the Weeby Geeks to classify the the loot crate unboxings and discuss you, you it know here I, on the air so people know what the what the box is. Well, you know what? I I the next one, the next one I get, I'll do that cuz Awesome. Uh, Because I've been doing this for over a year, and there's like some really, really good stuff in there. Um, I remember the. I think I I haven't gotten it, but I remember the Doctor Strange one had had his cape like a robe. It is, and it's awesome. (laughs) I I I would tell you guys. um, I would just say, like, I think there's like a crate every two months, I believe. Um, So yeah, it's something to think about, especially if you want to kit yourself out with a bunch of Marvel goodness, that's a good way to do it. Sounds awesome. I need to I need to see if there's a way I could get an affiliate link f- from them for that, for the site. So. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, So I guess let's go ahead and kick things off with, uh, I've been seeing the hashtag go around standby Stan. Like, okay, what's going on? interesting hashtag come to find out well first it kicks off with Kevin Smith invites Stan Lee to live with him mm-hmm. do you really want to be in that house after that happens that could be quite intriguing I would like to visit don't know that I'd want to live there I think now visiting would be uh, questionable it would be entertaining for sure Right. There you go. Um, so what's going on? Well, this comes from comic book news or comic book resources, CBR.com. Uh, amid the allegations that Stan Lee has been subjected to elder abuse, uh, Kevin Smith has invited the 95-year-old comic to live with him, or comics legend, to live with him. Uh, Lee's daughter, J.C. Lee, and others have been accused of abusing the comic book icon. There have been numerous reports over the past several months that of Lee being exploited for money. I think we've talked about it briefly here as well. Um, now, the most bizarre twist in this whole thing, accusations that his blood was stolen and used to sign comics. Mm. Wasn't that yeah. Stan Lee's idea with Kiss to incorporate the blood of Kiss into the Kiss comic books? Didn't Marvel do those? Ah. <sighs> I honestly can't remember. So, well, when Smith suffered a massive heart attack in February, one of the first things he did was to reach out to Lee. On Twitter, Smith expressed he missed Lee, who had a memorable cameo in in the 1995 comedy Mallrats. He said last month all of the phone numbers he had for Lee no longer worked and invited him to live in his home. Um, following the the alarming new report, Smith offered to his home to Lee, or for the comics legends, legions of fans to come together and buy him one of his own. 
Um, since Joan Lee, his wife of 70 years, passed away. 70 years. 70 years. 70. Uh, That's – yeah, that is awesome. Passed away in December at the age of 93. Um, one of Lee's associates has been accused of stealing 300000 from his bank account and using $850,000 of his money to buy a condo. What the never, of course whiskey tango this, foxtrot what welcome to florida exactly. yeah that's that's it <laughs> um, uh-huh. the same person is alleged to have forged an order for a nurse to draw several vial vials of lee's blood for the ink used to sign comic books uh, okay can i just stop you right there yeah. for just a moment because I have looked up what you're talking about. Well, I was going to say, I have one more line in this particular okay, story. Okay, go for it. Stanley go has it. also been accused of sexual misconduct, misconduct, which his attorney has dismissed as part of an extortion scheme. So that's part one of the story. Go ahead. Okay. So uh, according to Wikipedia, so take this how you want, uh Kiss's first comic book appearance was in issue number 12 of Howard the Duck. Yep. I, was I thought you would like that. 70. It was titled 77. Seven, I was about to get there. 77. Yep. 77. Uh, and they also appeared in number tw- 13 as well. So they're like in there for two, two, two issues. Yep. Now. Okay. In 1977, Marvel Comics published a magazine format full-color comic book titled A Marvel Comics Super Special, Kiss. It presented the band as superheroes. Uh, Now, blood from each band member was drawn by a registered nurse, witnessed by a notary public, and poured into the vats of red ink used for printing the comic at at Marvel's ink plant up in New York State. So that's where the blood and the ink came from. So, but they're using this to mix with the actual ink for him signing autographs. So it's assuming that story is true. It almost sounds like a fabrication based off of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now to continue on with all of this, um, the former chairman of Marvel Comics says in a video that his relationship with his daughter, J.C., and friend, Kia Morgan, um, is wonderful. Yet, both of them are being accused of trying to gain control of his assets. Uh, I know there have been reports that people were having to instruct Lee how to sign, how to spell his name at conventions. Um, and other, and other things. Um, but, and, and he just seemed very lethargic, not his typical self. Well, at time of recording, Stan Lee has come out and is pretty much put out a video stating and quite obviously is furious over the reports that he is a victim of elder abuse. Uh, the uh, uh, in a new video obtained by TMZ, which how sad uh, is, again? How sad is it that we're almost taking TMZ now as somewhat credible? Now, to 
depending on what what mood the story is. Uh, some of the stories are actually credible. Some aren't. But uh, he says, hi, this is Stan Lee, and I'm calling on behalf of myself and my friend Kia Morgan. Now, you people have been publishing the most hateful, harmful material about me and my friend Kia and some others. Material is which is totally incorrect, totally based on slander, totally the type of thing that I'm going to sue your off when I get the chance. You have been accusing me and my friends of doing things that are so unrealistic or unbelievable that I don't know what to say. And it, it it's as though you suddenly have a personal vendetta against me and against the people I work with. Well, I want you to know I'm going to spend every penny I have to put a stop to this and make you sorry that you've suddenly gone on a one-man campaign against somebody with no proof, no evidence, no anything. But you've decided that people are mistreating me and therefore you're going to publish these articles. I'm going to get the best and most expensive lawyers I can get. I, I can and I want you to know that if you don't stop these articles and publishing retract and publish retractions, I'm going to sue your off. Oh, so after the report was published, uh, well, of course, you know, the report was coming out. I don't know if this happened again after this, but Kevin Smith still tweeted. This is heartbreaking. We love you at the real Stan Lee. You're always welcome to come live with me, or please let us, let us fans buy you a new place to live. We miss you, sir. So, yeah. This Man. interesting spin, interesting what, what to believe, what not to believe. I mean, could, could he have been threatened enough or um, medicated enough where... He was coerced into saying all this and not realize he's saying it because it's just that Stan Lee way of doing things. Or is he in full spirit and knows what he's talking, what he's saying? And this is how he truly believes just and that he, he just doesn't realize he is a victim. If that's truly the case, I'm just going to say it. I really don't know what to believe at this point. Yeah. Well, Let's move on to, to okay. something new. And from, from, from one flavor of Welcome to Florida to another flavor of Welcome to Florida. And the score is 2-2. Two, two. Uh, see? see? <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, don't, yeah. Don't, don't, don't count out Smashville yet, son. See, I, I, I got to do like the, my rabbi did uh, one of the first when we first moved to Oklahoma City. We were at high holiday services. It was a Saturday, of course, Oklahoma football in Oklahoma City. Yeah. It, he would say, you know, we would say one of the prayers would be, Amen. Second second quarter, five minutes to go, score is, and then move right on. Yeah. <laughs> and, you see, and you see half the congregation going, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... This is not really a a Marvel-centric story, but it kind of is, because think about all the origin stories of our favorite Marvel characters. You know, you've got Daredevil, who was exposed to some kind of glowing stuff. you got Jessica Jones, who was exposed to some kind of glowing stuff. 
the Fantastic right. Four. Different kind of glowing stuff, but it was glowing stuff. Yeah. And which person got their superhero powers from jellyfish? Submariner. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> well, you jellyfish know, can glow. <laughs> you, you, you know, if you rub a jellyfish on your face, it's good luck. Uh, I'll let you prove that to me. I'm okay. a doubting Thomas. <laughs> okay. So basically, that's pretty much a standard trope for superhero organisms or, or origins. Excuse me, not organisms. Oh, that too. Uh, is it, yeah, is you come in contact with something glowing and it gives you superpowers. Well, uh, on a uh, story that was uh, published today, this is Thursday, the April the twelfth. Uh, a man is recovering after a walk on the beach turned into a trip to the hospital because uh, after dark uh, last night, uh, this guy, is a, he, he's a 28-year-old male. He is walking along a stretch of beach uh, west of Bradenton, Florida. We're not going to give the exact location. Um, he observed what he said appeared to be glowing rocks. Okay? You with me so far? Glowing rocks on the yeah. beach. Yeah. He collected some of the pieces and placed them in his pants pocket. Now, this did not result in him gaining superpowers. This resulted in the objects burning through his pocket, burning both his leg and his hand. He was transported to the hospital where he is now in stable condition. Now, uh, earlier that day, uh, sheriff's deputies had responded to a suspicious fire at that same stretch of beach. And so they put out the fire and they collected uh, some materials that looked suspicious. And that has since been identified as a military training flare. So let this be a warning unto you, able listener. Contact with glowing things does not result in superpowers 98.9999999% of the time. No, it usually results in serious burns. Yeah. Here's your sign. So here is your PSA for the evening. Uh, wow. Don't pick up glowing stuff. No. Even if you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you know that you never pick up glowing stuff. Yes, yeah. of course. Terrigen stuff. You can't. Do not pick up a Terrigen crystal. It will no. only end badly. Just gas trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait. You can't because uh, he's dead because he came in contact with glowing stuff. Uh, yeah, but you know. One thing about Trip, he was solid as a rock. Man, you should be stone cold ashamed for that. I know that that was, but that was smashing, wasn't it? <laughs> Shall we roll uh, on? Uh, I, I'm I'm crumbling here, guys. Come on, just this. Yeah, I, you, I think, you better I th- speak up now, Colin, because otherwise we're just going to take you for granted. Hey, it's the it's the only way we can get our our ratings to 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 shatter and, and keep to shatter that ceiling. So, but Kylan might want to stop us and move on to the next story. <laughs> Please, Kylan, stop us. Oh my god! Oh, okay. Well, well, you know, let's uh, well, let's just segue from yes. We'll love you. We'll love you for it. Oh my. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm taking it right. Let's go to bus kid. <laughs> Let's, let's talk about something that uh, – uh, well, okay, so we know that the um, Infinity War has uh, been breaking records, right? You know, it's it, – it's uh, the pre-sales have been phenomenal. Um, 
Well, to that effect, Infinity War is selling more tickets than the last seven Marvel films combined. Let me say that again. Infinity War is selling more tickets than the last seven Marvel films combined. Wow. Okay, let's let's list some of these movies. Okay, so you had Black Panther, which was just that was gangbusters right out the gate. Um, before that, you had Thor. Before that, you had well, Thor. Thor Ragnarok. Thor Ragnarok. Thank you. Before that was it uh, was Guardians last year. Guardians of the Galaxy Guardians two. Volume Two. Volume yeah. Two's last year. Uh, before that was Doctor Strange. Uh, before that was. Civil War. Oh, Ant-Man. Yeah, Civil War. I think that's seven. Well, there's also Spider-Man Homecoming, if you didn't know. Oh, Spider-Man Homecoming. Right. Oh, yeah. Think about all that. Those are not bad movies in that list. No. Most of these movies did pretty well. I would dare say all of them did pretty well. They did. They did. And now Infinity War is outselling them all. Yes, now, I will tell you, my wife pulled out her, because uh, we bought our tickets early, and so she pulled out her uh, app to look at how many seats in the theater were still available. Now, mind you, we're going to the 7 o'clock showing on Thursday night. All that's left are some seats in the first two rows. So, like, if you're sitting there, you got to crane your neck at, you know, and look straight up at the screen. So the crappiest seats in the theater are the last seats that are left. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, it's, uh, you know what, this is going to be huge. Um, I'm excited. Uh, And I, you know, I knew, I I, I don't know, I, I I really shouldn't be surprised because this is the movie that's bringing all the different Marvel universes together, you know. Right. And we're, you know, because, I mean, for those that liked the Cosmic, you know, the the Guardians fans, they're being brought in. The people who have been waiting so long for the magic uh, with Doctor Strange, they're being brought in. The people who love the spy stuff, that's me, that's being brought in. Uh, The people who love uh, the more science-y stuff with... uh, Iron Man and Doctor and, and Iron Man and Ant Man, they're being brought in. Uh, so yeah, th- this is a great way for Marvel to capitalize on all the fans and all the yeah. fandoms at once. You know? I, I mean, we, let, let's look back to the very first time this happened. We had Phase One out there. We had Iron Man and Iron Man Two. We had Captain America. We had Thor and. Uh, what else we have? I'm missing one. I know. Yeah, Iron yeah. Man. Uh, Incredible Hulk. Okay. Incredible, Incredible Hulk. Hulk. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So you have the first Avengers movie tying all that in. And that was the first time that we ever saw a shared universe like that. Yes. I mean, we, you know, you would see like, you know, several movies have, have several sequels and have a nice long franchise going. Right. But nothing like this. And so that's the kind of hype that we had. Uh, That was, you know, the first Avengers movie was one of the most anticipated movies ever. 
that didn't have the name Star Wars attached to it. And that's so true. I, you know, I have to admit, I sat there, I walked into that theater with bated breath because, you know, the most that we had ever gotten, we, we'd never really gotten a movie where you had an actual team up of heroes. You had right. team team ups of villains. Never had a team up of heroes, and nobody believed that this would actually work. I, you know, I sat down. And I was thinking, well, okay, if this is going to be Marvel's first flop, well, you know, at least I got to see the Avengers on the big screen, and oh my goodness, they knocked it out of the park. You know, okay. Now expand that by about five. Exactly, because that's what Infinity War is doing. It is doing it, it's it's doing the same thing that the first Avengers movie did, but it's expanding it out to the suburbs. Yeah, it it's yeah. drag. It's pulling in pretty much everything, everything, and introducing more. Yeah. If the rumors are true, you know, um, I I will tell you, I you know, I, now this movie we're talking about a three hour, um, a three hour, you know. Is that, is that the runtime on this? I didn't think it was that the, the long. The runtime is almost three hours, man. And they're going to need every second of it. I, th- I think it's closer to two hours and 45 minutes, but yeah, yeah. Dude, y- y- this, is, this is a movie you want to pee before you go into that theater. You want to pee? You know, if, if you're going to eat or anything, make sure it's at least a couple of hours before you go. Yeah, and, and that way, just... Yeah, because you don't want to miss a second of this. And, oh, my God, just imagine what the after credit stuff is going to be like. Oh, dear Lord. The after cre- You know, part of the the reason that it's two hours and 45 minutes of runtime, it's got 15 to 20 minutes worth of just end credit scenes. Oh, my gosh. It's, just- it's going to have to. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes are saying two hours and 36 minutes. Yep, see? Yep, there you go. 156 minutes, so that's 236, yeah. 236, man. I knew I knew it was close in there and I'm just, just like I I've never I, I don't think I don't think I've actually gone into a theater for a movie that long ever. Like I've seen some that hit the 2-hour mark, you know, maybe give or take a little bit, you know, but I I will say I had Lord of the Rings had kind of that they were close. That's to, true. They were they were close to that two forty five, almost three hours. I will say, my mom took me as a kid to go see Gandhi, and there was an intermission in the middle of that movie. Oh my god! I remember, oh, that was yeah. a long movie. Yeah, it was. Yes, it was. Back when back when they weren't afraid of a long movie, you know. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, there, there's a little more. Actually, there's a little more. Uh, so, it, uh, so there's a character uh, named uh, Ebony Ma, and uh, that's going to be in uh, Infinity War. And the Russo brothers are describing Ebony Ma as Thanos Herald. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so, and uh, this is a quote from um, Joe Russo. Uh, we really, we really were looking for actors to embody these characters of the children of Thanos, called the Black Order. This character, Ebony Ma, in particular, is like Thanos' herald. Uh, Joe Russo explained, uh, he's a little bit of a of his hype man, and Thanos is a, a sort of a culty character. Ebony Ma 
is the one who builds up the cult. The character needed to needed a sense of humor and to be a bit right, and he's stealing all of his scenes. So the character seems to be popping. So yeah, uh, so you know, and that's going to be int- and that's interesting that they're bringing up heralds, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, all things considered, I you know I you know I don't know if there's any un. un- you know, if there's any unannounced surprises that we have to look forward to. But it's interesting that they're talking about um, Thanos having heralds. There's another character in the Marvel Universe that has heralds. But, you know, we saw that character d- depicted as a big giant cloud in Fantastic Flop 2. I cannot believe they did that to him. Yes, I can. Oh. I'm just going to say one word. Fox. Yeah. Well, speaking of Fox, the mm-hmm. Russo brothers also mentioned they're interested in Secret Wars once the Disney Fox deal goes through. That's going to be awesome. Uh, with Disney's bid to purchase Fox not too long uh, before the end of the year last year, um, the the chance of bringing in X-Men Fantastic Four into the MCU was pretty much slim to none. Now, if the deal goes through, uh, Joe and Anthony Russo uh, said that they would like to see if Secret Wars be the next adapted movie. Or um, Quote from Joe Russo, if the Fox deal goes through with Disney, there's a lot more characters to work, work with all of a sudden. It'd be interesting to do something like Secret Wars, Joe Russo told French publication Linternot, I'm, I'm guessing, or Nate. I don't know. <laughs> Throw a little wee-wees and hee-hee-hee-ho-ho-ho, ho, and mm-hmm. we're good. Um, the publication didn't... Sp- specify whether Russo was talking about the 84 Secret Wars by Jim Shooter and Mike Zeck and Bob Layton or the 2015 Secret Wars by Jonathan Hickman and Asad Rivik. Please be the 84 series. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we can get the Beyonder in that super cool white suit that he wore. Yep. Uh, the former was a, a massive crossover event that saw different heroes and villains brought to fight on Battleworld. Uh, whereas the latter, however, may be more appropriate to combining universes, such as 2015 version of Secret Wars. Uh, the Russos also don't comment on whether they would direct the, the still entirely thea- uh, theoretical film. Um claiming that they're so focused on Infinity War and the fourth Avengers film um, that they really haven't thought about the future yet. So, okay. So that's what we have there. Well, uh, I, that's cool. And, uh, well, we want to take it over to um, the TV realm for a little bit. It looks like uh, we're getting uh, season three of Jessica Jones. Boom. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, again, when all this stuff on Netflix first started, what did we say here on the show? Whoever came up with the idea of doing this stuff should get a raise. Yep. I stand by that. Yes. It's, 
You know, the thing is, like, I, I don't. I was hoping against hope, especially after the first, uh, which one, the first one was um, Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah. Then there's Luke Cage. No, no, no. It was Jessica Jones. Back no. in, yeah. It went Daredevil, so Jessica, Jessica Luke. Then Luke. And Iron then Fist. Then Defenders. Then Punisher. No. No, it was Daredevil, it was, I, Jessica. Daredevil got a season two before Defenders, but yeah. Yeah. I, I want to say it happened before Luke Cage. It, it happened before Luke Cage as well. Went Daredevil, Jessica, Daredevil 2, Luke, Iron Fist, Defenders, Punisher. Right, yes. And then Jessica, and then uh, soon to be, uh, whatchamacallit, um, Luke's getting the next season three as well, coming out yeah. later this year, I think. Yeah, uh, with Iron, and it looks like Iron Fist is going to figure into that. I'm thinking, this is what I'm hoping to see. Now, the thing is, I, I believe we're getting a season two of Iron Fist. But what I would like to see after the season two of Iron Fist and the season two of Luke Cage, let's just go ahead, stop teasing us, give us a season one of Heroes for Hire. I'm just saying. Because, um, I mean, these shows are really well written. Yep. Um, now, I, true, they're, they're definitely a little bit more mature. But, you know, the thing is, the writing is phenomenal. The, uh, and, and they're true to the characters, even with the tweaks that they make uh, with the characters. Those tweaks, uh, from a, a fan standpoint, are negligible. And from a storytelling standpoint, are almost, uh, I would say, uh, I, I would say that it's almost like that there was... It, it really adds weight to the characters, like uh, with what they did with Luke Cage, like making him, making him ex-military, making him an ex-cop. I, I, because no, I, I, that kind of lends to the whole. It makes sense for him to be able to take up being um, a PI, as it were. Because mm-hmm. uh, when I was a kid, like okay, when I was a kid, I, I just kind of accepted that you know, you know, he got his powers, so now he's a PI. But as I get uh, as I was older, rereading uh, the Power Man stuff, you know, it was kind of hard. It didn't. It really didn't make sense for someone to who has never been a cop, that never had any kind of experience at all, uh, fighting crime, to you know escape prison, you know, come back to New York. He stops one mugging, and all of a sudden they're like. Hey man, I will pay you to do this. And all of a sudden, he realizes that he has a business opportunity, and now he's solving crimes and getting paid for it. It doesn't make sense, <laughs> you know. But for him to have been ex-military, uh, right. for him to have been an ex-cop, right. and for him to have that interest in reading the detective stories that he does, made more sense to me from a storytelling standpoint. So, so yeah, so I'm excited. We're getting uh, season three of Jessica, and it's going to be interesting to see what the other uh, stories are gonna, or, or the other shows are going to bring us down the road. Yeah. Well, yeah, I agree with. We go. I'm going to see if I can segue this right, and go from the road to the sea, where segways don't work because they're, they're electric uh, well, and yeah, they're electric and. If the gyroscopes go, you just fall over, and well, they have a two hundred fifty pound rate limit, so I can't ride them. That's just at Epcot. But 
I know, but we're not talking about Epcot. We're actually talking about Disney California Adventure, where uh, just a well, actually just a week ago, the Disney Parks blog uh, came out with uh, news that guests will soon have the opportunity to encounter the master of the mystic arts, Doctor Strange, at Disney California Adventure Park. Uh, Doctor Strange acts as an intermediary between the real world and what lies beyond. Utilizing a vast array of metaphysical abilities and relics to protect the universe. Guests will soon get a glimpse into his magical, mind-bending world when he appears for the first time at the Disneyland Resort. Doctor Strange travels great distances in an instant by opening portals between dimensions. There's no telling where and when he might appear, so be sure to stay tuned to the Disney Parks blog for more information. Now... This is tying in with the Marvel expansion, the the Marvel land that is being developed over at Disney California Adventure. And its centerpiece is the former Tower of Terror over there, which has now become uh, Guardians Mission Breakout. Yep. So uh, Michael Ramirez, the editorial content director for Disneyland, was asked if this meant there will be a new Doctor Strange ride. Uh, he just said that Doctor Strange will be available for photo opportunities when he appears. So that's not saying no, but it's not saying yes either. No. True. Now, this will actually be Doctor Strange's second appearance on Disney property because starting in um, uh, starting late last year, the Disney Cruise Line was having a Mar- started having a Marvel Day at Sea. Yep. Now, it's a uh, quote-unquote, it's a day-long celebration, and this is also coming from the Disney Parks blog, is packed with exciting entertainment for the entire family, including opportunities for heroic encounters with more than a dozen legendary Marvel characters. And part of this was an interactive show with Doctor Strange. Now, this was a, uh, was a live show at the Walt Disney Theater, which is one of – two theaters that are on board the uh, the Disney cruise ships. And this is actually looks to be the larger of the two. As a matter of fact, I know it's the larger of the two. Uh, but basically, like they said, it is an interactive show where Doctor Strange comes out and he um, he calls up young apprentices to the stage. He calls upon them to, quote, unquote, learn the fundamentals of the mystic arts. So – that the the interactive show at the Marvel Day at Sea combined with Hey Doctor Strange is coming to the Disneyland Resort, it makes me wonder exactly what is this going to be? It's a magical mystery tour, and it's coming to take you away. Ha ha, mm-hmm. <laughs> ho ho. So, you know, granted, Disneyland has had meet and greets with Marvel characters for a while now. Yep. Mainly because they can't really have them at Disney World, well, at least with in. yeah, <laughs> they've they've snuck a few in here and there. Well, there's loopholes. There there are loopholes. Strange is one. Guardians is yeah. one. Yeah, and it's no coincidence that those are the characters that are being played up by Marvel Studios. True. Right? But by and large, I mean, they are there are much less restrictions on what they can do out at Disney California Adventure. Right. So I'm just wondering if this is going to be is going to be like a standard meet and greet, like what they had with Captain America, what they had with Thor or 
would there be some more smoke and mirror flashbang interaction kind of thing? Well, if they do some, if they if they put them in a designated space, sort of like they did Black Panther, I could see where there could be a lot more whiz bang boom. Yeah. So now I know so, uh, I I'm going to come out straight up and say I don't know a lot about the details or anything on this. I could speculate if I happen to be right. I could potentially get in trouble without knowing it. So I personally have to watch my wording on this. It's not the show. It's me. So, but I, I guess I can say That's what was I done wanted... here. Yeah. Strange was at studios for a little bit doing walk around meet and greets with, in which he was also doing some magic. Hmm. So that is kind of an interactive meet and greet there. If he's doing some magic while he's walking around. Right. So since you have to watch your words, I don't. I'm going to say that's not. It's not beyond. It's not too much to, to assume, or to believe that it would be logical to assume that that could happen there. Strange could happen here, yeah, because he's our. His president's already been said. He's he's been in the parks. I'm not talking about Strange appearing at Disney World. Oh. I'm saying based on what happened during his appearances at Disney World, it wouldn't be too much to believe that you could see him doing the similar stuff at Disneyland. Um, I could see where they would tweak it more because they could they could to make it. I mean, because what else do you have to look forward to for the most part at Disneyland, not DCA? But, I mean, they're trying to expand the Star Wars stuff. And if they bring it in the the Marvel, I mean, it's a wise choice. So so what I'm hearing in my head, and probably this is just wishful thinking on my part, Doctor Strange teams up with Sorcerer Apprentice Mickey in Fantasmic uh, at Disneyland. So you want to make the acid trip even more of an acid trip. Yes, I do. <laughs> go big or go home. Now, is this the type of acid trip that I need to make sure I have a rope tied around my waist for when I go from the couch to the kitchen, from the carpet to the linoleum? And yes, I am paraphrasing Ralphie May. Well, okay. <laughs> One of my favorite comedians. And he talked about that. And he also said that it makes you want to feel like you're a superhero, too, which goes back to the Florida story. Well, there you go. Don't pick up glowing stuff. It will end badly. Yeah. Don't snort it either. Yeah, that too. No. That will really end badly. Yes, it will. Well, um, you know what? I was going to throw this in as a uh, more thoughts, um, but I'm going to go ahead and throw it in now. Marvel's dual numbering has been spotted on variant covers. Uh, last week, it was reported on Bleeding Cool that Marvel's plans to add a new trade dress to the numbering number one issue reboots um, was coming. Its primary feature, dual numbering, consisting of both the semi-annual reboot numbering and the original series legacy numbering. Uh, though we heard, uh, even though the news has been going around, uh, especially at the Diamond Retailer Summit, I think that was held at C2E2. Uh, we didn't know exactly what it would look like until now. Uh, if you take a look at a variant cover or a a variant cover issue of 
Earth's Mightiest Heroes, the Avengers, you'll see that uh, it's a number one, but right underneath it, it says LGY number 691. So Mm. even though it's a number one, it's still also issue 691. So Uh, it's just confusing. Say the least. Now, C.B. Sabolsky says that this would make it easier for collectors to keep track of things. Uh, okay, so when I file this, do I file this as 691 or do I file it as number one? And it's a whole new volume. I, I don't know how I feel about that. I really don't. I, I think this whole thing with the – like with rebooting – okay, I understand some of the reboots, quote-unquote. But why not just go ahead and go, here's the new starting point and it's at 691. This is the way they used to do it. Yes. So, and your thoughts, Eric? <sighs> <laughs> I keep it with the higher number. Yeah, I would. I would. That's that's just my thought on it. I would keep it. Yeah, I keep it with the higher number. Okay. Well, speaking of numbers and higher numbers, it is that time of the week again. It is time for the picks of the week. So. Eric, how about we start with you? Ah, well, okay. My first pick of the week is a number two. It's number two, Infinity Countdown, number two. The art written by Jerry Duggan, art by Aaron Cooter, cover by Nick Bradshaw. The battle for the stones continues. The secret is out about the Power Stone, and the Chitari are in on the action as the Raptors, Novas, and Guardians meet for a showdown in space. Plus, Adam Warlock enters the fray after the events of Infinity Countdown. Adam Warlock, his next move will set the stage for cosmic chaos to come. Okay, sounds interesting. Definitely, I think we're seeing a lot more Thanos here recently, especially with the the new movies, with him being the focal key of the new movies. Uh, So, Kyle, why don't you go next? Uh, My first pick is Black Panther, number 172. Uh, the writer is Ta-Nehisi Coates. The penciler is Leonard Kirk. Claw and his allies have brought Wakanda to the brink of destruction. To seal the deal, Claw has summoned a powerful Marvel foe not seen in years. But Black Panther isn't done fighting yet. He still has a secret weapon, his ex-wife. Uh-oh. Yeah. Ex-wives are secret weapons to be sure. Okay, well, I will take the third choice of this the first picks of the week Uh, I will go third to the second uh, after the second pick for or of the second never mind I can't do this right it's I'm not good with them making words today it's three two Nashville Uh, that's why you're not good with words at the moment with less than 14 left in the third well, my first pick is Amazing Spider-Man number 799. Uh, it's by Dan Slott, Stuart Immerman, and Alex Ross. Go Down Swinging Part 3. Spider-Man will need the help of a friend and a foe alike if he hopes to stop the Green Goblin this time. The mystery of the Red Goblin is finally revealed, and it's not going to be pretty for Peter Parker. So now we need is a blue goblin, a yellow goblin, 
a brown goblin. You mean purple sort of, goblin? Yeah, but we don't want to be like DC and all the lanterns. Well, it's uh, like the you know the Goblin Corps. Oh my gosh! It, it will will the Orange Goblin be the the anti Larflees? It's not my my my. It's yours, 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 yours. Well, it's a Robin Hood type steals from the rich and gives to the poor. You do that too. There you go. So, Kylan, on to your second pick. My second pick is... I mean, I, hold on, hold on, Colin. I was wrong. It's yeah, Eric's no. second pick first. That's right. Because he's That's got the okay. MU. Yeah. Okay. So, so my second pick of the week is the Mighty Thor 706. Written, of course, by Jason Aaron. Art by Russell Dauterman. At the gates of Valhalla, the death of the Mighty Thor finale... The battle against the Mangog is finished, and the losses have been profound. So what, if anything, remains of the story of Jane Foster, goddess of thunder? And where do the other gods possibly go from here? Okay. Okay. So, Kylan, now your second pick. Uh, it is Daredevil, number 601. Writer is Charles Soule. The penciler is Mike Henderson. Cover artist is Chris Sprouse. Daredevil's plan to enlist the heroes of New York City to take down Mayor Fisk has crumbled. With Daredevil captured and Fisk high on victory, neither of the two can see the bigger picture, the looming threat that will change the entire landscape of the city. Okay. Well, my second pick uh, is actually the first, uh, I believe, all-ages book in a long time coming back. Marvel. It's written by Jim McCann, uh, or the creators are Jim McCann, Dario Brazula, and Gary Gary Hiru. It's Marvel Superhero Adventures Spider-Man Vibran- Vibranium number one. Spider-Man swings into Wakanda for in an adventure for all ages. Wakanda? You mean the home of the Black Panther, one of the world's fiercest warriors and a member of the Avengers? Well, it sure is not WakandaCon. It's going to be held <laughs> later this year in Chicago. Um, that's right. When Spider-Man's arch enemy, Dr. Octopus, goes on the hunt for the incredible metal Vibramian, it'll take the combined might of not one, but two beloved heroes to take him down. Can Spider-Man and Black Panther work together to keep the Vibranium out of Doc Ock's hand, eight hands? Will the villain turn the tide? All new, all ages series, Marvel Superhero Adventures is a chance to introduce the great heroes of Marvel to a brand new generation and the exciting stories with lessons, adventures, and action in the in the readers of all ages um, have come to expect from the House of Ideas. Each issue features Spider-Man teaming up with characters both classic, such as Panther and Strange, and popular popular new faces like Miss Marvel. Uh, together they will battle villains like Doc Ock, Ticketmaster, Venom, and more. This is the the book you could pick up and share with anyone from your kids to your friends. Very wordy today. <laughs> so, Eric, back to you. Final pick of the week. Okay. Well, my third and final pick of the week well, regular pick anyway, 
is X-Men Gold number 26, written by Mark Guggenheim, art by Diego Bernard, with the cover by David Yarden. Cruel and Unusual, part four. It all begins here, but who is tying the knot? Well, we already know who is tying the knot because we talked about it here on an earlier issue of the show. And can I bring a plus one? Well, sure. Also, the X-Men in their final confrontation with an old foe, a fight that ends up costing Rachel everything. Plus, the evil alliance you never expected. No, we're not talking about the wedded couple. Yeah. So this is this is the the wedding issue for Colossus and Shadowcat. Yeah. Or is she still using Shadowcat or is she just Kitty Pride now? I think it's just Kitty Pride. Okay. Kitty and Peter getting married. Okay. Well, my final pick of the week uh, comes to us from Al Ewing, Pepe Larez, Mark Brooks. It's Avengers number 689. The Avengers Weekly Epic continues. No Surrender, part 15. One last battle against an impossible opponent. One last game with astronomical states. With the fate of the Earth on the line, a cry goes out across the Marvel Universe. So... That's. Uh, I have my pick. You skipped Kylan. I'm sorry. I have a pick. It's okay. Oh. Uh, my last pick. My pick is uh, Star Wars Poe Dameron, number 26, uh, written by Charles Soule, the art by Angel Unzueta, and the cover art by Phil Noto. The Awakening Begins. Laura Santeca has been found, and Poe Dameron is off to recover the missing link to Luke Skywalker's whereabouts. But his plan goes astray when the First Order intervenes on Jakku. Follow Paul Dameron's adventures during the unseen events of Star Wars The Force Awakens. Okay. Well, we'll move over to the Marvel Unlimited pick, which is this week by Eric. Well, uh, as I like to make my... Uh, Marvel Unlimited picks for the week relevant to something that we have discussed during the show or someone we've been discussing with. Um, I originally was trying to find a uh, a, a tie-in to the Jessica Jones uh, uh, renewal, but uh, Marvel Unlimited really does not have either of the two issues where her origin is disclosed. Uh, which would be 2001's Alias Number One or 1963's Amazing Spider-Man, but I did find one that ties in with the Russo brothers. That is Secret Wars Number One, published in May 19, May 1984, uh, written by Jim Shooter, penciled by Michael Zeck, and who also did the cover art. The war begins. Earth's heroes have been whisked away to a mysterious constructed space, but they are not alone. Earth's villains have also appeared. Who is to blame for this meeting of good and evil? I uh, know. Who is to blame? Oh. Well, if you ask Tom jo uh, Howard Jones, no one is to blame. If you ask Millie Benilli, you'll blame it on, on the, the rain. rain. Blame it uh, on the rain. Yeah, Jimmy Buffett would say there. Some people would say there's a woman to blame, but we know it's his own darn fault. Yeah. So, oh, or or Michael Jackson would say, "Blame it on the good times. Blame it on the boogie. Yeah. Oh no, blame it on the good time. Blame it on the moon night. Blame it on the boogie." Sorry, there you go. Blame it on the bossa nova. 
Yes, blame, always blame it on the bossa nova. When in doubt, blame it on the bossa nova. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. Or blame it on Rio. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Never mind. Never mind. Well, that's <laughs> our picks for the week and our MU pick of the week. Any final thoughts? Uh, Wasn't that just enough? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, boy. Because now blame it on the rain is running through my head and it will not leave. And you're welcome. <laughs> what can I say but you're welcome? <laughs> oh, perfect meme I saw. Unfortunately, he's not involved in a Marvel film. Because then we can say, is it Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Yes. Dwayne the Paper Johnson? Or oh, Dwayne, yes. Or Dwayne the Scissors Johnson? Oh, yeah. He showed him doing the, like the fist and the yes. hand. And, yeah. Yes. So... Well, that is going to wrap it up for us this week. If my cohorts don't have any additional final thoughts. Um, I think we've pushed our luck enough as it is already. Thank you. I'm going to say Jarvis, if you would, please. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else? Nope. Just time to go dark. Dwayne the Rock Johnson to come in here and start singing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, the Rock gets a, the Rock is going to get a lot of my money this year. I, I, I pretty much see almost everything he does. You know, but this week we can get him up tomorrow. Well, you're he's already off to a great start, isn't he? Oh heck yeah! But you know. You know it doesn't matter what you think. The Rock is going to kill it at the box office anyway. <laughs> the Rock and Dave Bautista are surprising me about how well they act in comedy roles. Yeah. Seriously. Cena, Cena has proved it as well, that he could do it as well. <laughs>